It's the summer after your senior year of college, and you're out with some friends. You heard that uh, JP's having a party, and you thought, it could be a good time to stop by. And you walk into the party, say hi to your friends, grab a beer, you settle in for the next few hours. And that is where you see her. She's standing in the corner across the room with a group of her friends. You've never seen her before. She's definitely here for the first time. Now you quickly go over to your friend, you check who's hosting and find out, uh, you know, who she is and what's her story. You find out she's recently single. She's looking for someone new. Backed by liquid courage, you walk over and strike up a conversation. There's something very easy about her. She's cute, funny, shares some of the same interests as you. You ask her if you can get her a beer. She'd love that. You're in. The night goes on. The party fades away. It's just the two of you. After a few more drinks, she mentions that it's getting a little bit too loud for her. And maybe the two of you should uh, should leave. Her place isn't too far away. She has some drinks there in the fridge. She asks if you'll join her. It's a short walk. While you're on your way over to her place, you start to make some physical contact and you look long into her eyes. You kiss. It's becoming evident that you're not just going back to her place to talk. When you show up at the house, she offers you another beer and a glass of water. It's good to stay hydrated. Things start to get serious. She asks if you'd like to go back to her room. You don't think twice. Now, she says, why don't you make yourself comfortable? I'll be right back. You feel a little nervous. You're ready for this, right? Of course you are. You sit down on the bed and you realize this is no ordinary bed. The mattress isn't anything like you're used to. It's it's way more firm and and not not like like porous. It's just it's just very solid. Then it hits you. This isn't a regular mattress at all. It's it's made almost like rubber. You hear the crinkle of the sheets. That's that's not normal either. What what what's what's happening here? She comes out of the bathroom. She's completely naked. She lays down on the bed and she looks you in the eyes and goes, Do you uh need to use the bathroom first? You take it as an opportunity to reevaluate the situation and, and you get up and she asks, Wait, 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 where are you where are you going? Excuse me? Then she looks you dead in the eye and says, Me. I want you to pee on me. It's the sensual act of water sports this week on Nothing Good. Gentlemen, thank you for enduring and enjoying such a lovely intro by our one and only Dave McDonald. You know, Dave, it, it, it seems like the past couple of weeks these intros keep getting longer and longer, and <laughs> it, we're just waiting for the payoff because 
Herb and I are looking at each other like, where the fuck is he going with this? And then all of a sudden, a chick's getting peed on. That um, reminds me of a story. I'll tell you guys that uh, offline, <laughs> off air. <laughs> uh, for the record, this was about a half a page to a page shorter than the last episode. <laughs> well, so. that dude, that last week's was, was, was a thing of beauty. Yeah. The buildup, mm-hmm. the tension. Well, you know, I thought about, you know, like when you're doing a movie like what we're doing today... A little bit of wet work's got to be involved, right? Fucking wet work. Isn't and then that I'm like, murder. <laughs> it, it depends. Depends on. It's it, like it was with the assassinations it, and such. It, 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 it sounds de- filthy. When it you say it depends like on the the type of personal ad and how you read it. Um, but I wanted to make sure that when I was trying to get some terminology down when I was doing this, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing it on a work-related uh, computer because I just didn't need to have to explain that to anybody. No, understood. No, no understood. it was all. Yeah, I was all done on the cell phone. Now, with that all being said, my algorithms are probably way messed up, and there's going to be a whole other slew of things that are going to be set my way. So let's get it right out of the way. What are you guys drinking today? Uh, not my own piss filtered through a contraption. That's for damn sure. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, gentlemen, I'm drinking some uh, some General Braddock's. Never heard of it, but it um, sounds good. It is an IPA. Um, hazy IPA, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, tasty. Not bad. What's from, the difference from between a, an IPA and a, and a hazy IPA? Uh, hazy IPAs. Outside of you tell me it's hazy. Obviously. So now you're going to uh, say No, that. It's, it's like a, it's more of a, a juicier hop. Hmm. So if you pour them into a glass, like a, a traditional IPA has like a yellowish gold hue. And a hazy IPA is, you can't see through it. It looks like orange juice okay. in many cases. But Oh, now I know. Yeah. It's it's more hop forward, uh, a little sweeter, less bitter. Um, I am also drinking a hazy IPA. I'm drinking a Galactic Ghost from oh, Grist House. Sounds good. Yep. Sounds intergalactic. Yeah. It's got a ghost on it. It's pretty dope. We need to have things a little bit less bitter when talking about this movie. Huh. Which is why I'm drinking uh, the Windridge Honey Lavender Cider. Which your uh, Vandergriff's wife tried a little bit of, and she seemed to enjoy she it. She was a fan. Highly recommend. It's very tasty. It'll help offset the bullshit we're about to talk about. <clears throat> because we're talking about the 1995 flop, Waterworld. We sure are. So, was it a flop, though? Yeah. I think technically. Technically. <clears throat> it was not a flop. It, it made money. It did. Which is a hell of a thing in itself, considering what the box office, what the budget of this movie ended up being. But we'll get yeah. into all that. So, I okay. I'm, much like the two of you, I'm sure I watched a bunch of things on it. Uh, a couple little mini docu-series, documentaries, and trying to get familiar with all the stuff that's going on now. Obviously, I knew about the issues for years. Uh, but I never really did a deep dive into any of it because I didn't care to until we decided we were going to do this. Uh, so my approach to this episode is, I mean, we can talk about it for sure, but I'm less interested in all the issues, the injuries, the illnesses, the inflated budget, the wasteful nature of how the filming went. And more in like, this movie really is a movie, it's like two movies in one. And I'm more fascinated personally by that, just how... It's like a character piece happening here, but it's also a big budget action film at the same time. And they're fighting each other the yeah. entire time. You know, and, and I think, Jones, when you when you mentioned it, that <clears throat> that I think in that 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 ebb and flow, that tug of war that you're talking about, 
Um, one aspect of the movie, actually, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, it actually exceeds uh, expectations. And that is the, the action-oriented element of this. Um, there are... <clears throat> God, I hate to say this because this movie is god-awful. Um, there are some elements of this movie that are actually very good. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, this movie is not a a total waste from a visual standpoint or from like an action oriented There's some good cinematography in this movie. Um, there is... I mean, you forget what movies used to be like when they're very action oriented and it's nineteen ninety and it's nineteen ninety five, so yeah. it's all practical. Oh, and the <clears throat> the CGI scenes that there were, uh, it's blatantly obvious and yeah. they're so bad. They're hard so, on the eyes. So yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. But the practical effects that they did in this are are fantastic and you would never do it that way today anymore. Um but but when you talk about the character development and the actual story and what's going on, um, it is so bad. Well, see, that's what I'm... Okay, so... Okay, before we even get to that. Yeah. Waterworld is about a world of water. <laughs> which, yes. which they let you know about that before the movie even starts. Mm-hmm. The Universal logo shows up and it's starts to shift towards the ice caps. Because if you guys know the, the Universal logo, you've seen it. Yeah. It's the Earth. And then Universal's logo kind of spirals around it like a ring of a planet. And uh, it zooms in to the top. And we see that the ice caps are melting. And you start to see that land is going away. And then we have a narrator. Who I don't know who the narrator was. I don't know if anybody decided to write that down. No. It really didn't because fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> decides to kind of kick things off by letting you know in a world where the polar ice caps have melted (laughs) the world is covered in water they literally felt a need to do that for a movie that was called water world they actually thought it was a good idea to set the stage for everybody that yes the world is in fact covered fuck you yeah Within the first 10 minutes, Kevin Costner actually refers to this place as Water World. Yeah. And it yeah. pissed me right off. It's like saying it's the Return of the Jedi happening right now. It's the Star Wars happening. It's like the Star Wars. It's the Star Wars. Wait, so, so um, General Leia, you're trying to tell me that the Empire is striking back? Yes. And she looks right in the camera and said, yes. Because it's a Star Wars. The Empire is striking back <laughs> in the Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't remember what he said. Like, there's, there's, there's no, whatever in the water world. I just like went. They have the the nerve yeah. to just bl- yeah. just say you don't it. have to tell us. Do that. they actually call it the water world it's... in this world? Go go kiss my yeah. ass. So, logistically speaking, so uh, this was a 1995 summer blockbuster. This is a major Hollywood was, temple yes. movie. Uh, released by Universal Pictures July 28, 1995. Uh, at the time, it was the most expensive movie ever made. Ever made. Uh, which was $175 million. And box office was 264 Jeff, uh, what was the uh, original budget of this movie, if you will? A hundred, I believe. Yeah. hundred million. Yeah. That's a lot extra and money. And then they uh, <laughs> fucked up a whole bunch of things. There was a hurricane, which ruined the set. Uh, and then a whole bunch of other issues which we may or may not get into uh the film was directed by kevin reynolds who 
uh, made Red Dawn and Robin Hood. Um, and had a relationship with Kevin Costner, who he brought in as the star and co-producer of Waterworld. So I got to say something here real quick, guys, because um, our our director, uh, Mr. Reynolds, is the director of, and I didn't know this until I was doing some research here, but he's the director of one of my absolute all-time top 10 favorite movies ever made, The Count of Monte Cristo. Um, you know, Jim Caviezel, Guy Pierce. A young Henry Cavill showing up in here, uh, Richard Harris. Uh, if you have not seen that movie, go ahead and watch it. It's fan-fucking-tastic from start to finish. Um, and I see some elements from that film in Waterworld, and just in terms of Kevin Reynolds' ability to show scale and scope with the camera, uh, because this is a big movie, um, and it's challenging to have a big movie when most of your set is just the fucking ocean. Um, but, uh, I want to give him his flowers because that, that's one of my top 10 all time favorites. And, um, I could not believe the same man made this movie. Yeah. And there were a number of writers. Uh, there were a number of rewrites. I think the last rewrite was from Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess didn't go well either. No, no. And, uh, I mentioned Kevin Costner who plays the Mariner. He doesn't actually have a name. Uh, the, protagonist is dennis hopper hot off uh the movie speed which was a massive box office success i mean he's maybe the go-to villain yeah in movies at that point yeah you know he's not hot off of the super brother brothers movie movie nobody, nobody talks about yeah that. yeah i talk about <laughs> oh it. we're gonna talk about it <laughs> i talk about oh it. believe me we're gonna talk about it um, we, we got some feelings about that piece of shit movie he played he played a giant dragon with a turtle shell on his back yep except he didn't at all yeah that movie. we also have uh so he played bowser right yeah and now in this movie we have jack black as a no-name pilot who now plays bowser that's right so Comes full, full circle. circle full yeah. circle thanks Waterworld. <laughs> thank you for nothing <laughs> didn't realize this. <laughs> didn't realize the journey he was being set up on back in 1994 in hawaii so like the opening scene and this is it's the opening scene of the movie is the mariner drinking his own piss which yeah. is pretty much on par with how it feels to watch the movie yeah and it's interesting because like i sat down and started watching it and i was like half paying attention to it and i was like i see him drink it and i was like wait did he didn't he just piss in there and so i rewound it and i was like god damn it why are you gonna first first you open with the world is covered in water and then he's like i'm gonna drink this piss first he gurgles it oh my god <laughs> he swallows like, it this like, movie is just not it? doing itself any favors here. So, I, I'm I in in the, in the world of Waterworld, right? So, you know, this is a dystopian future. Uh, I think that they estimated this takes place near like 2500. 2500, yeah. right, right around that Correct. area, right? I have a list of things that I am interested in in this world. On about number seven thousand four hundred seventy-eight on that list is how are they getting their water? But no. This film decides it, the very first thing that you see is between Kevin Costner's legs as he's peeing into a cup, pours that one that that that, that his piss into a contraption that then pours out water that he then drinks. And you know, in a world that your everything is covered in salt water and everything, you're gonna fucking gurgle, you're gonna gurgle your own piss water, filtrated whatever. 
how dare you? <laughs> how fucking dare you? Like, is there nothing else better you can do with that water? So I like to, um, I like to call uh, all the all the all the contraptions, all the little machines, all the gears, all the weird ass machines. I call those the dusty ass Willy Wonka machines, because all of it reminds me of just some weird ass dirty whimsical bullshit. Isn't it strange how much time they dedicated to those machines and contraptions? Too much time. Yeah, way too much time. There's no electricity because that's at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, there's no battery powered anything it's all like these crazy like steampunk contraptions and basically the movie is mad max on water in a yeah. bat it's like it's um, we have mad max at home yeah, yeah. that's what it feels like <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no way we're buying that store we have that at home <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that listen that joke never gets old though <laughs> it fits so many things um but yeah as you were so uh we open on the Mariner drinking his own piss, which you have Kevin Costner, who is a big box office draw at this time. He's huge. Um, there's two hours and 15 minutes worth of movie, and you want to lead with that? Yep, that's the wild part. Like, that's a bold choice. It it's not, not like there's any well. payoff. It's just like, yep, he's you, drinking his own piss. You never see it again. Yeah. It's just sort of like it happens. In your, and and as, as an audience member, I can only imagine 1995 just sitting there going, oh. Yeah, so he you're just, like, he just did you're like, does everyone drink their own piss? Like, is that what they do? I I assume nobody knows. They do, you know. Okay, but it's like it's it's like, but again, like as I said, did you even like? Why would you even think going into a movie that the first answer you wanted to answer about anything <laughs> was how? So in the year twenty five hundred, you mean that we have filtration systems that we've kind of been able to put in place. We don't, and this is like three seashells kind of like fuzzy math here in terms of how it works, but you couldn't figure out, figure out a way and all of that. You can like filter your urine, but you can't desalinate ocean water. Fuck you. Don't give me this shit. It's a strange world of incest in this movie. Oh, God. Which, a strange uh, water world, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I will actually. Thank you. Uh, so the movie, the premise of the whole fucking film is... The Mariner is a piece of shit. He's not a good person. He's not a good mutant. Whatever he is. Whatever the fuck he actually You're, you, is. You just said it. You what? said the word. Mutant? He's Namor. Not, he's, he's, not, not he's not an X-Men. He's, he's, the, he's not a sub-Mariner. He's, a he's fish just man. a Mariner. Yeah. I mean, he's, he starts in the movie sub. He's water. <laughs> he's true. a human with gills and webbed feet. He's a, what do they call him? Mutos? Mutos, yeah. yeah. Mutos, God damn it. Um, so the, the, so the, the, the MacGuffin is this, this kid. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Enola. 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 Which is alone spelled backwards. <sighs> yes. Fucking clever writers. Uh, and she has a tattoo on her back of the location of land. Which, <sighs> okay, cool. So you're telling me. Now here's the thing that fucks me up about this film. There are just weird unanswered questions. Just weird, strange unanswered questions. So this little girl who's, she looks like she's probably like, eight years old yes maybe like let's ballpark it she's not double digits yet she might be she's just stunted for her age but let's <laughs> she's like eight years old so she has no recollection of this place this land we're jumping the fuck ahead because yeah look don't even watch this movie <laughs> all right <laughs> normally we say what are you doing listening to this no 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 yeah, don't yeah, yeah. don't watch this no i mean listen when we did cobra 
we said watch this movie for how bad it is yeah I and like laugh at it i wouldn't i put anyone up to i that. i will not i remember when he told stephanie i'm like hey so we're gonna do Waterworld," and she looked me dead in the eyes and she goes why and i said well because it's a really bad movie and she's i'm like do you want to watch it with me and she goes no <laughs> no. no i'm not gonna watch this with you and I'm like, oh, it's too bad. I guess I'll just watch it. And she goes, why are you watching it? I was like, I've never actually seen it. Oh, I'm going to fucking watch this with you. Because she's like, I need to see on your face the disappointment. You never saw you never Waterworld? Saw this, was the, no. this was your first experience This is my first Waterworld? experience watching this fucking Holy movie. Holy shit. I've seen, I've turned it on on TV and watched, like saw parts of it, like clips. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch this in the middle. <laughs> That's amazing. But I've Dave. also, but I've also... Um, how did you avoid it for so long? He's a Easy, smart man. because everybody said it's so fucking bad. Don't watch it. So I was like, okay. Well, I'm not I, watching it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I did not. I have not heard. A, I, there. I don't think there's a single person that has ever come to me in my life and said, "What are you doing on Saturday?" I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really into plans. You know what? You gotta watch Waterworld. Hmm. That 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 conversation has never happened in my life. For so I've been though. able to to avoid. You this. could have watched. Captain America Civil War one less time and watched Waterworld. You mean Transformers? When first off, I will tell you that both of those movies are better than this piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just saying. so every time that I say that, you you guys are just making my argument for me as to why I keep watching that shit over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm not watching all those terrible movies. I'll just keep watching. Well, I, I didn't that. realize you'd never seen No, this was re- this was my first time Ooh. actually sitting down. That's a lot. And this two hour and fifteen minute movie took me about four and a half hours to watch. Because it was just such an arduous process to get through it that I just kept falling asleep. <laughs> and then I'd wake up and I'd realize, and it was like, it was 50 minutes into the movie when um, the girl's talking to him and he's just like, do you ever shut up? I kept falling asleep at that point. I'd wake up and I'd have to go back 10 minutes because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm, I might miss something here I want to talk about in the podcast. And then I'd fall right back asleep again. The same and there was a 45-minute period where I just kept watching that same 10 minutes over and so over again because I, I couldn't stay away from I lived it. with Mac for half a decade, and I know what Mac looks like when he falls asleep. He like he fell asleep on the, the sectional, the, the wraparound couch, and he does this thing, crosses his arms, slides down, and he will fucking... When he does that, it's it's Betty by time. Game I'm motherfucking no matter what he's watching motherfuckers out it is one leg up one leg down he's out like a fucking light and that movie will put you out that movie will put you i got up and did dishes (laughs) (laughs) i had my headphones on so i could hear it i got up and started doing dishes because i was so bored with it yeah i'm like i we gotta move we gotta stretch i can't Uh, do this jones everything that you just said happened several times while i was watching this movie Like I was trying to find like different like like places in my living room that I could like try to like sit up. Like I was on the floor, Jesus. like just like wedged into the corner, trying to get not trying, comfortable. <laughs> trying to get not comfortable, so it's stay awake and finish watching this movie. Oh and I just couldn't do it. So this little girl. Okay. So okay. Unanswered question. This kid, who's clearly from the ending location land, wherever the fuck that is, right? Which is really cool. There's a discussion to be had about that too. Actually, I kind of dug, but she's clearly from there. Yeah. We just, you know, cause she has that tattoo on her back. Excuse me. They see like the, 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 the ink markings, the, the drawings, the same tattoo style, you know, the whatever language. Here's the thing that kind of messes with me. She was clearly young enough to not remember being there. 
but old enough that that tattoo's not distorted from when she was tattooed as a fucking baby. Yes. So my thought there is, one, she had to be a baby yeah. when she got the tattoo. Because, spoiler alert, you see her dead parents at the end, and there's nothing left but bones. Mm-hmm. Which means it's been a long-ass time, which means she got the tattoo basically as a baby. So... Yeah. You're telling me after those eight years, like, that tattoo still looks exactly the it's same? It's not distorted and stretched? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. None t- of this, this movie makes also, a lot of sense. who tattoos a fucking baby? People Terrible who parents. are about to die. Terrible parents, that's who. And where, how do they just put her in, a, in, like, a raft and push her off in the fucking yeah. ocean? And they're like, <laughs> even they're like oh, whoops, we drew it upside down. I don't, I don't understand. Like, first off, the whole thing about the tattoo itself just pissed me off. <laughs> They, they um, say it's a map, but it's just an it's arrow not, pointed at a mountain. It's yeah, a fucking arrow it's pointed at a mountain. It's lazy as hell. It's like, it's like the basic thing that I could, that I thought of when I was seeing the tattoo. It's like, this is basically a woman who went on spring break and thought she was getting a, like, a Japanese scripture tattoo <laughs> that says strength, power, and womanhood. And then, you know, uh, somebody sees the tattoo that can read Japanese and goes, why do you have Mugu Gai Pan tattooed on your lower back? Mugu <laughs> Gai that's that's like what this is but like the thing that makes it even more infuriating is that there's like a group of people that like know all about this tattoo like how smokers man whatever that even means to oh because they're smokers but i i I just put that together oh dude it pissed me off i just where do you get cigarettes oh my god it pissed i got questions about where they get a lot of these things it pissed me off spam it pissed me off because the whole time i'm like oh they're called smokers because all of their like vehicles and stuff that they use are run on like gasoline, <laughs> which also pissed me off because I'm like, where the fuck are they getting gasoline in the year 2500 when everything's been underwater forever? No, it's because they all they smoke, smoke cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. And Chain I'm, smokers. And I, and, I, and I looked, I remember looking at the TV and looking at Dennis Hopper and just being angry at him <laughs> because... <laughs> Because he did this, this is your fault, he you. did this to me. It's like this is all your fault. Look at him in his one good eye. Um, oh, that bothered me too. Dude, this movie was all of this movie is trying to be two different films the entire time, and it doesn't do any of it right. <laughs> it no. fails at all of it. So this little girl has a tattoo, and the smokers, these pirates, are aware of it, and they want her her skin her tattoo in order to find dry land because obviously to find dry land you can in theory exist on dry land you can plant you can agriculture you can grow things you can not be on the water all the time yeah you can drink fresh water in theory all these things uh so the mariner arrives to what i like to call the xenophobic incestuous island of 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 pain and eternity because those people were fucked up are you yeah, so the atoll, the atoll, yeah, part, those what they're called people. or whatever, and they're basically like man-made floating islands uh, where the natives congregate. Uh, people of the sea go there to trade their wares, uh, which is originally why the mariner is headed there to, you know, trade soil and or dirt uh, and whatever else uh, in exchange for you know things they need for their boats and their vehicles and plants and food and all that shit yes and that is around that time he is he's offered a, a, a young girl 
Uh, they basically say, hey, man. There's like, nothing creepy about this, except there's everything creepy about this. The whole scene is weird. Their enti- yeah. Her entire family was like, please bang our daughter. Yeah. Because they don't want to They don't want to keep it being incestuous. Yeah. Like They straight up say that. Yeah. And I and I get it. They're you like, don't want to be they're incestuous. They're like, long term, this is not good for our family tree. <laughs> this is not a good plan. <laughs> not only, they, but it's not only that, but they're like, I know you've been at sea for a long time, so you clearly need to come. Here she is. Have it. This poor Have girl's right just standing there. That's because they don't know he has a fish dick. Yet. No, there's no. What if that don't. has gills? I'm sure it does. Hmm. Things to think about. Inquiring minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, or at least scales. So then, when he refuses, they're like, "Well, he's clearly a, a pirate." <laughs> not that he just doesn't want to yeah. bang a, he's a probably spy. underage yeah. child because he's, he's not a bad human being. Although he is kid. kind of a bad person. Uh, and then that's when the xenophobia comes out because he's a mutant and oh, he's got to die. <laughs> yep. Like this, pl- these people are not right. But like, how did they even like consider the thought? It's like, oh, you won't bang our daughter. You must be a muto. Like they're it, not smart. It's I mean, like the gills are behind his ears. Well, no, which they, they think he's a spy first, mm-hmm. and then the guy grabs him, and then he sees the gills, and that's yeah. when they know. He's when have you ever looked at the back of anyone's ears ever in your life? I don't know. Depends on the context. That's fair. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but so we get into this atoll, which a couple things about the atoll yeah. that I want to say here. Number one, this is a completely practical floating set that they built. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, the atoll, everybody, in itself is the size of a football field. It's like a quarter mile in terms of its diameter. They and built it. They built it on the ocean. On the ocean. Off an island. Off an island in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yes. Using all the steel that Hawaii had. <laughs> so much so that they ran out of steel in Hawaii. Dude, they've they've never really <laughs> recovered. <laughs> and they are still out of steel. They had to they <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> still out of steel. They're financially ruined. Yeah. <laughs> They'll never recover from there, this. There's, there's a there, around the time 1996, you start oh to see a surge god. in bamboo usage. Oh my god! I love in and around the the island, um, but they actually had to extend the runway at the airport because they had to fly like different types of planes in from steel from the mainland to finish this thing. Again, everybody, if you want to know how like a $68 million movie becomes a $100 million movie that becomes a $175 million movie, um, build a quarter, build a football-sized floating island out of real steel. Okay? That's a good way to start. Yeah. I know I said this for our last movie, Cobra, and I, I, w- I said multiple, the audacity of this fucking film, but man, the audacity of this film yeah. to exist in the way that it did. So... The other thing that starts to happen when you're on the atoll is... I'm going to keep saying it that way. What a dumb fucking name. Right? (laughs) What does that even mean? I I, I don't. I don't know. Um, But they had to build it big enough so that his boat could fit into it. Um, But you start to get into the the things of Waterworld that are different than how we know them to be. You know, we find out that there is a trading system. We kind of get the trading system initially with that first pirate who steals Kevin Costner's limes. Fuck that guy for stealing his limes, by the way. It's pretty, yeah, that's, that's ignorant. You that's don't real touch fucking I'd be pretty salty Not about only it. that, but did you see how he was eating the lime? 
He was biting into the lime, into the peel, like it was a fucking apple. Like, the guy's never seen a lime in his life. Because he never had. (laughs) He thought that shit was an apple. Don't sit there and tell me that you're going to defend any decisions this film made. (laughs) I just assume. Don't you dare look me into the eye (laughs) and sit there and say, well, if you think about it logically, a guy who's never seen a lime before would probably bite into it that way. If you picked up a lime you never saw a lime before and you've only ever seen apples, you might think you eat it the same damn way. (sighs) How do you even know? You know what? I'm not even going to go on this rabbit hole. (laughs) Uh, But you get into this bartering trading system. We we start to learn about chits. Yes, Whatever the fuck a chit is. That's their monitor. But like, system. but these are these things in this. So this movie at this stage of the game, ladies and gentlemen, has done nothing to actually establish a story, um, really identify the main character. Because again, fuck a movie where the main character doesn't even have a name, right? You're gonna put 175 million dollars and you couldn't name the dude fucking Gary. Dude, like, what the hell is the matter with you, Phil? Yeah. Also, I, why is there only one mutant? In all of Waterworld. There's so many questions, man. Where the fuck did it come from? Apparently in the extended version of this movie, there are more mutants. And the reason Kevin Costner leaves the island at the end of the movie is because he's trying to go back out to find more people like himself. But because this movie, apparently the original cut of this was three hours and 15 minutes long. And the rumors are that this, that it makes it better because they talk, they, they establish like backstory and characters and they they you know all the things they basically edit out of this movie that would make it coherent um but yeah apparently that's why he leaves at the end he doesn't stay on the island is because he's supposed to be going out to find more people like him i thought it was because classic fish out of water tale he can't survive on mainland right yeah that's and i think that's the exact idea you're supposed to get from this edit but i digress so you start going into these things but you don't need to know why there's a what, what a chit is. Yeah. You don't have to see why the the guy is gonna put dirt in his mouth and eat it and go. It's pure dirt. Mm. It's pure dirt. I, I almost threw my drink at my TV. He fucking ate dirt. the dirt, and I'm like, yeah. who? What? Like, How can you even tell? Like I'm pretty. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of dirt in my days, and I know that's the good yeah. stuff. What's I'm, bad I'm, dirt taste like? Shit. But up, mom. There it is. <laughs> it practically writes itself. And, and scene. Um, so you start going into these like stupid little things about the world that you don't need to know. You don't want to know. It's, it's not relevant. Whole, it's the whole thing about why at this point, this is 20 minutes into the movie, and seven minutes of those have been pieces of machines like pulleys and, and cables. There's, there's and, way too many close-ups of like just shit working. Yeah. Gears turning, ropes going up and down, sails going up and down, gates opening. Like, it's all so overcomplicated. Yeah. Like, it's a poor use of limited resources. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very true. But anyways, had to get that off my chest. Well, I'm glad you did. Um... Instead of the tattoo off her fucking back. Yeah. We'll get to that. So, yeah. uh, they put Mariner in a cage, and they're going to drown him in mud, because... They know he's a mutant, and they know he can breathe underwater, but he can't breathe in mud. That's what incestuous xenophobic fucks um, do. And then uh, the smokers attack, and they're looking for the girl. Uh, what's the guy's name with the balloon? I don't even fucking know. Uh, oh, he accidentally remember. releases the balloon, which is supposed to be what Enola and her caretaker, Helen, are supposed to use to escape. So they're stuck there with cool. the smokers. That was old Gregor. Gregor, yes. Gregor. Yeah. He had a very like uh, Game of Thrones name. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't remember what it was. 
Um, so they help the mariner escape his cage as he's drowning in the mud so that they can escape with him on his boat and hopefully he can help take them to dry land because everyone knows about dry land for some I'm, reason. I'm going to insert myself into this part of the conversation because I have a, God damn it. I have a bone to pick with the dialogue, specifically Kevin Costner's dialogue or the lack of dialogue. Yeah. So he's about to die. He's in this case. Motherfucker's dead. That's this, the end of that. Yeah. There's no way out of this. And she's like, hey, if I free you, would you take us to dry land? Take us with you? He just goes, sure. Sure. He knows there's no dry land. Yeah. And it's he's like, like, yep, yep sure. Whatever you, whatever like, you want. No yeah. emotion. No nothing, brother. You're about to die. Give me a, I will absolutely do that. Sure. And that is the Mariner right there. Almost everything he says and does is muted slow prodding awkward almost forced but here's the thing kevin costner's eating this shit up this is like his jam man because he wanted and according to what i've read and i'm sure you guys can corroborate this he wanted a character driven story about the mariner that's what he wanted the director the studio everybody else wanted a big budget hollywood action film that is this man wanted dance with wolves on water this is what he wanted. That's why the Mariner is so what he is. Like, the whole point of it. And it's, it's like it's two different films. Like, and I, it's interesting that you said earlier, several, several minutes ago, at the beginning of the episode, that you felt like the action part's the part that worked, but the character-driven stuff didn't work. I maintain it's weird, but I feel like now having to watch this now for a third time in my life, and the final time for that matter, uh, I feel like the character-driven stuff, there's more to it than I remembered. Uh, and the action stuff, well, although it's fine, the set pieces are fine, it's big, it's ambitious, it's boisterous, but the Mariner, I was far more interested, and was unsatisfied with, but far more interested in who he was, why he was, than anything else. And I think that there, if, if he was afforded the ability to have full control, for better or worse, Hopefully the movie would have been a far better film. Uh, uh, so from some of the things that I read, apparently he basically took the set over anyway. So like when you have a movie like this, and it's it's a it's a me- it's it could potentially be a mega franchise. I mean, this movie could have spawned a sequel. Thank God it didn't. Oh, thank God it didn't. Um, and you got Kevin Costner, who's off of Dances with Wolves, off of Robin Hood, off of The Bodyguard, you know, off of Wyatt Earp, which didn't do very well, but. It's still Kevin Costner playing Wyatt Earp, right? So um, you're, as a cast and crew, put in difficult situations to make this movie practically, you're going to look to your leader, which is Kevin Costner, right? And apparently during this, he was getting divorced. And some of the stuff I read that a lot of his attitude that uh, on set was a direct, apparently part of the reason too, he was a man of few words. In this is because of just you know his general disdain for life at that point making this movie um you're doomed to fail because the person you're looking to on set to lead you through this is not there mentally in the first place yeah. and this isn't like you're doing the fucking postman <laughs> um you're I forgot about that you're making everybody has uh you're making a fucking gigantic movie on water that's really hard to do in the first place. So, well, him and Kevin Reynolds, the director, uh, were at creative odds Big basically time. the entire movie, and the director got fired 
at the end of production. Still got credit in the film, but Costner took it over completely. Yeah, and I heard he did the edit too, yeah. which is another reason why the movie doesn't make any sense. He's not good at that stuff. Mm-mm. They also had issues on uh, Robin Hood. They had the same. They, were, they did, you know. So they have a bad you, history. You would think they're like, you know what? Last time was pretty bad, but <laughs> let's, let's give it another again. go. But you know what's funny? They did the Hatfields and the McCoys together in in 2012, and that shit was fucking great. They have a strange relationship. A strange yeah. relationship. That'd be like me and Noah getting together to play uh, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit all these years later, and being like, you know what? Let's just have a great time. <laughs> Let's just have fun out Let's there. It's fun. not about who wins. It doesn't matter who wins or loses and anymore. Then, and That's then a damn friendships, are, the ex- friendships are ruined It's all again. the experience. Uh, uh, uh. I'd like to talk about <clears throat> how bad of a, a human being, homo sapien, mutant, that the Mariner is, or as I like to call the murderer. What a dickhead this guy is. Oh, um, God. It, it, typically, when you have a protagonist, you're supposed to like the protagonist. The protagonist is supposed to be written in such a way that the audience can, you know, connect to the good guy, to the antagonist. But man, they just threw that book out the window with No. Dennis Hopper was a far more interesting character. And even though he was a bad guy, he was not an, a likable character. I guy? liked him more. Was he a bad guy though? I think so. I mean, we established him as being a bad guy because he attacks the atoll. Yeah. He's not a good person. He's not a good well. I mean, all he's trying to do is find land for his people. You know, that's why that's that that's his True. whole purpose. He's looking for the girl with the dragon tattoo here. And um because apparently he can read the the thing. There's only like two times in this whole thing Dennis Hopper, in my opinion, actually acts like a bad guy. Number one is just the blatant attack of the atoll right, right right which was com- which is in the inciting event for his character it's the first time he shows up in the movie and then like at the end of the movie when he's like oh you know we'll just have them start rowing and you know we don't find it who cares they're just gonna be distracted anyway but other than that like he's just he's trying to get food for his people he's making sure everybody's got adequate cigarettes oh you know, man because right? aside, aside from the looting and the murdering he was a great guy yeah yeah that's uh, it also another character with no actual name He's just referred to as the deacon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Mariner, uh, like I said, is an actual piece of shit. And he... Yeah, he has zero redeeming attributes or qualities as a character. Until the end where he goes to save Enola, that's yeah, it. I think, I think the idea is, like, if you're a kid of the 90s and you're watching this summer blockbuster action flick, you're like, that guy looks like a badass because I don't know any better. But then, like, you get to know him, you're like, this guy's a fucking like, piece he's, of shit. He's, he's verbally, emotionally uh, abusive to these two girls, these two women, a woman and a young girl. He's physically abusive, borderline, yeah. grips... Borderline? The... He fucking hits her with an oar. Oh, yeah, he does strike her hard he does. in the head. Knocks her out. <laughs> like, my man... and But then he just breaks them, slowly. Yeah. He, it, it's it's like straight up like last you know how last week we talked about uh how roman raids treats the usos yeah <laughs> it's like, like that's, that's pretty that's, much oh my that's god the mariner oh my god. with helena wait Alo- are you trying to Anola. tell me that the tribal chief is based <laughs> off of the mariner from 1995's Waterworld? world <laughs> possibly could be. he's a great heel I and mean, could you imagine if that's roman reigns favorite movie <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> he's but, like you know i'm an i'm i'm a I, I have you know pacific islander you know heritage and everything like that Fucking love this movie. Yeah, big Waterworld guy. Big Waterworld guy. 
Like, within the first five minutes of him being on the ship with him on his boat, he's going to throw that fucking little kid over. Yeah. He's like, ah, no, we're taking on water. One of us is going, only one of you are going to land with me. He's going to fucking kill her. She's like, thanks for saving us. You want to fuck now? And he's like, I'm not interested in that. She's like, well, you're still going to take us, right? And he's like, sure. And then he drops a fucking sail on her and then hits her in the (laughs) head with an oar while the kid's watching. And he just like looks at her and goes, what you going to do about it? He's like, so, shut up. Don't so, talk to me. So the, I found this interesting, an interesting tidbit about that scene, right? So Jane Triplehorn, who plays Helen, she's the the female uh, lead in the movie, um, not Enola's um, mom, we find out later on. Um, but she has appeared nude before Waterworld and has appeared nude after Waterworld, but did not appear nude in Waterworld, she actually went and had a butt double that she personally picked and nurtured on set during filming. How do you nurture a butt double? I don't know. I have. What does that mean? I have questions <laughs> about what entails nurturing a butt. I, I mean, mean, let me rephrase I mean, that. I know how to nurture a butt, all right. But I'm, I'm sure you do, Jones. But I don't know Imagine how. Imagine if it was there was a double. If it's like. It's like having a fluffer on set, except you have to nurture the butt and the butt double. Oh, I feel like there might be tufts involved. There, there has to be. That's coming up, by the way. We tufts. still have time to we're make a trip to Michigan. We're going to bring this shit up every yeah, week. Given that we're living in a water world with no, like, uh, razors, apparently, like, how is our asshole not bushy? Oh, they're, oh, it's tufty like a motherfucker. Oh, there has to be. It's I mean, like... Uh... But but when you see her standing there nude and her ass, I mean, she has a great ass. Don't get me it wrong. It wasn't even her ass. I yeah. know. That's true. It was a very nurtured, cultivated yeah, butt. Apparently, apparently, like, nurtured. From, so from what good. it said, it's like she would sit there on set and then like make sure that she got a towel or a blanket after they were done shooting. Oh fuck you! What? <laughs> that's what. That's what it, it was. Five seconds. She was. <laughs> I don't know how many takes they did. Well, we don't know that third, that three-hour version. It might be more butt doubling. There could be. There might be much know. more butt doubling, right? Which requires a lot more nurturing. I don't know. Might be some butt buffing. Butt buffing. Oh my god, butt buffing. Have you ever had your butt buffed? Because I have That's going to be the introduction to the next episode. I'm going to tell you that. I'm going to work butt, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work butt buffing into that. Just shore that in. Just shore we'll that it. in. Oh my god. But, uh, but yeah, so like. Nurtured butt doubles. She, she was. Put it on a t shirt. She was like so like not into this movie because I guess like Kevin Costner was like really mean to her on set and everything too. That like she's like you know what fuck this I'm not appearing nude for you this the movie like no you don't you don't you don't get this. <laughs> she said look uh, audience look on Dave's face uh, was very spiteful. <laughs> it was I felt I, I felt that you I know, could tell you know, channeled from, from nurturing to that I just I felt all nurturing of it. and buffing yeah. butts all yeah right. but yeah she's like um let's have sex and he's just like nah. And like later on, and she's like, "Why did she have sex with me before?" And he's like, "Because you didn't like." Oh, me. you know, you didn't really want me. I'm like, what yeah, the, fu- the fucking point like, in the movie where he had an accent, and she's like, randomly. I do now. Give me that fish dick. Which I specifically wrote. Fish dicks. <clears throat> Lost my daughter. We're gonna die on the ocean. A slow, painful death. Let's fuck. Yes. I just wrote sexy time in the wreckage. I'm like, how is any of this? I get like, I mean, yeah, but it's not, it should be your first fucking decision here. Like, let's try to get out of this first. Yeah. And then when no. you're desperate, yeah. no, you this, this eight year old kid who can't fend for herself just got kidnapped by the smokers. And your first thought is she you was know like what? quick you're, for it. You know, what? I don't think we're going to make it. Let's just let's just fuck. the boat was smoldering. 
Like there were fires yes, on that boat. It was boat. still on fire. It was mm-hmm. still on fire. So Not, was her heart. I was I was gonna say her loins, but that's or, good or too. Her loins, yeah. Um. So going back, yeah. let's go back. So, um, he's borderline i mean not borderline he is basically abusive to these two yeah he breaks them he's trying to like get rid of the kid um worst thing in this entire fucking movie (laughs) if there can be Uh, yeah and i think you know where i'm going with this i think i do they toss enola so first off my this entire movie should be water world parentheses i just want some goddamn peace and quiet because <laughs> it's really all the mariner wants yes he's like do you just ever just shut up and they're like no because all he wants is just some goddamn peace and quiet so at some point he's just so fed up with enola he just throws her into the ocean and then and i quote because i can't make this shit up somebody thought this was a good idea that we hear helen are you crazy she can't swim in water world somebody can't swim it's not like she didn't have time to figure it out motherfuckers got gills in the water motherfucker inexcusably has gills which i'm pretty sure evolution doesn't work that way um but she can't swim as you would say jones the audacity of this movie yo Look, maybe because she's a she's a she's a land lover. Maybe she just it, what, it didn't come second nature. You know, maybe I don't know how that works. But yeah, maybe she just didn't want to get her tattoo wet. It's a sick tattoo. It might. It might. Uh, yeah, it might run. Well, their spray tans would definitely run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talk about how dirty some of these people are in a water world. Yeah, there's yes. no dirt. They <laughs> live in the dirt. fucking water. They were eating it. They're yeah. eating it just it was pure head, as hell. They're eating it 15 minutes earlier. <laughs> 62 chits it was worth. 62 chits. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What's the equivalent to that? It doesn't matter. Uh, she's it's like, worth 62 chits. And he okay. said, and then he looks him dead in the eye and he goes, double. double it. <laughs> and then the dude's like, and he looks over at his boss and the boss is like, yeah, do it. Do it. Yeah. And they're like, how much for the tomato plant? Half your chits. Like, well, that always was 62 like, chits. He has just like a, he just has a bucket of chits and he's just like, oh, this what looks like about chits? half. We're like, what what this we, I, I looked at them, but I didn't look at them. What are they? Did you guys get a good look at chits? Uh, no. They look like big fake coins. Like, the only thing I thought of was like, like, do you guys remember in Game of Thrones oh when they God. did like the new selection for the 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 new head of the, uh, the wall, the new Supreme Commander? Of the I'm Night's sure Watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, no. They were dropping yeah, the things. Yeah, so they had like oh, these yeah, token yeah. things that they put on those cylinders. Like one was round, one was square, one was triangle. Those were fucking shits. That made more Every sense Every time we to say me. shits, I feel like we're saying shits. Every time. I felt that way watching the movie. <laughs> I felt like I had to get up a few times because it made so me want to take a The shit. movie made me want to shit. I have to take a shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so yeah, so uh, uh, that pure dirt was worth 124 chits. Yes. But yeah, so just fucking tosses her in the water and she's like, oh no, she can't swim. I I literally paused the movie. Like, thank God this was free and I didn't pay for this. (laughs) Paused the movie, went upstairs, went to the bathroom, went into the kitchen. To take a chit. Uh, oh yeah, it definitely took a chip. No, just to to refill my water bottle. <laughs> but I like there it. There it is. 
Uh, went back into the uh, kitchen, grabbed a snack, sat down for a minute, and like, do I really, <laughs> do I really want to continue with this? <laughs> because motherfucker can't swim. Well, all right, there's got to be somebody in the world in the water world who can't swim, and it happens. Yeah, to they, the, girl yeah the ones the, that can't the swim are all dead. Because that's called that's called natural selection. That's a, that's a fair point. But yeah, he tried to murder her. Yeah, uh, failed thankfully because he had a, a, a moment where you're like, well, I guess I don't want her to die because. She's my friend. But he didn't jump in to get them. No, he, he just, just turned the boat he around. He pulled around. And he's like, he's like if, I'm going to ride over the top of you, but if you grab on, that's on you. If you don't, that's also on you. He was totally cool. He didn't just offer to help in any way. Didn't slow down either. <laughs> no. Like, she had one shot. That was that was lose yourself before lose yourself. She got one shot. Do not miss your chance to float. <laughs> Shit. Um, so, eventually... Uh, they go to the underwater world, the underwater water world, uh, a, a city, because Helen is like, yo, where's, do you even know where land is? And he goes, I'll show you where the land is, well, baby. there's a few things before that. Oh, so well, the, is it important? <laughs> the, boat, the boat gets attacked by Jack Black in an airplane. That's right. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then it gets all fucked up. And then Helen tries to take the plane down and wrecks the whole boat. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so Kevin Costner's like, you fucked up my boat. I'm going to fuck up your hair. That's right. Uh, oh my god! And he cuts yeah. both yeah. of the both her and the kid's hair with a machete. With what a, with is a, wrong with this with dude? A full machete. Because they act, like that'll teach you to touch my because shit. Because the reason that they threw that that he threw her over the barge, like threw into the water, in the first place, Enola, was because she said you should get a haircut, and he's like, I'll show you a haircut. Like what a horrible yeah. being. So nothing makes sense here. Yeah. So that happens. So then they carry on with their journey. Then they come upon what I describe as the weekend at Bernie's trap. Oh my god! Which the smokers there's like a treehouse, a floating treehouse in the ocean, and apparently there's people who live on it. But the smokers show up, murder all the people, and then uh, there's a lot of rope play in there's this movie. A lot of marionette action. Uh, you say there's a lot of rope. Play? A lot of rope play. I don't think I've ever heard anybody uh, say that so, before. In this episode so far, <laughs> as, as Jeff's daughter walks through the room here. We've got rope play and water sports. So, Jesus. so the smokers uh, basically rig all of the dead bodies up as marionettes, like puppets in fucking uh, Home Alone. Yeah, and because it's very Bernie's. common. Yeah. You guys can't see this on the podcast, but I've got like a limp wrist going on here. And that's basically how they were waving, because that's a common way to wave to people. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, look, those people want to talk to us. And so the mariner goes below deck. Because apparently he has an underwater periscope or whatever. And he sees that there's jet skis that are rigged underwater. It's a, it's a big elaborate trap to try to say, to get the girl. Uh, luckily, they get away. Um, and then an argument ensues about what dry land really is. And yes. so then we get to the shitty CGI scene uh, that is so, so bad. Uh, where... The mariner decides to take Helen underwater so she can see the sunken world below. Yeah. Via some yeah. sort of bubble balloon thing where so she can breathe underwater. You you forgot the part where they came across the drifter? I was oh, really yes. avoiding that. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that was a weird scene. Uh, I just wrote the trade goes awry. He he basically the tries trade to trade goes awry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Moving I'll on. leave it casual like that. Uh, he he offers Helen up, uh, her Helen and her body up 
uh, in exchange for paper. For uh, 30 minutes! For, mm-hmm. Yes, for 30 minutes of sexy fun time. Uh, and then he changes his mind and murders the guy. That was a whole Steals thing. Steals all of his shit. My man was acting his ass off for this role. He wanted another role. He wanted a part of the sequel somehow, some way. Uh, that whole sequence was weird and uncomfortable. It didn't make, you couldn't, so that was Kim Coates who plays the drifter. Uh, you have seen he's Kim. He's been in so many things. He's in so many things, everybody. You've, you've seen him. Um, he's in Black Hawk Down. He's one, I mean, that's a bad movie to kind of quote because basically everybody's in Black Hawk Down. Uh, <laughs> he's in the movie Goon. He's basically like the, the head coach in Goon. He does some stuff in Sons of Anarchy. Um, a lot of TV shows and stuff, but you, you'd recognize him. Uh, if you if you saw him but this is one of his early roles um and he does his best to act the shit out of this role can't understand a goddamn thing he said he's got he's got a lot of screen time there's he's a lot of screen time actually and in that is more dialogue than kevin costner that's gonna say he says more in his screen time than kevin costner says the entire film so um it, it gets real it gets real weird it gets real rapey he wants 45 minutes with the kid and he was like, no, 30 minutes with, with this woman here that I won't fuck, but you can have her. Um, and then he's like, you know what? No, I changed my mind. And then they get into a Masha Tay fight. And, but this is why I, this is why I point this out. Because again, you could take this entire scene out of the movie and there's nothing different from this movie. This is right. completely useless scene, but they probably spent a lot of money on it, which is why they probably left it in. But, like, after that happens, the Mariner has a complete about-face with Helen and Enola, where the next morning, like, Helen wakes up and she can't find him, and the Mariner is swimming with Enola in the, in the ocean. Yes. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck made him, like, warm up to them all that? I was gonna let you get... I was gonna let you go to Pound Town, and then I had a change of heart. And now I'm going to be nice to you, even though I'm still going to be physically abusive to you and still push you over and throw you around and everything. But there's nets and ropes, so it's okay. No, it, it, it made, it made the, there was no actual inciting event that would make him change his mind about that. The three-hour version, man. That's where it's in. Jesus it's in there somewhere. There's, there's, there's like a half hour of stuff that happened after that ending scene if you where to, they sit and they talk and they bond or something if you had to put a gun to my head and said you're gonna got one of two options you're gonna watch the extended version of cobra or we're gonna add 45 minutes to water world you choose i'm gonna fucking watch cobra sorry <clears throat> same yeah plus that version of cobra is x-rated right yeah because yeah. that's listen that's the important part yeah. here folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that whole thing happens, then all of a sudden the Mariner is like on board with them. But again, it, it didn't make any sense because you don't know because you, you make a great point about this too, Jones. This is the an, an overarching problem with the movie of many. Um, is that you don't know the Mariner's motivation. You have no idea what his why he is the way he is. He said there's an interesting character study about a guy who spends somewhere in two there. years at sea by himself interacting with nobody. Why does he do that? Did he lose his family? Where did he come from? Uh, why is he the way he is? Why is he man a few words? Why the fuck does he have gills? At no point. Does he have gills on his dick? They could have just left in the film. This is who I, I, I like the idea. Okay. They wanted to keep his the mystery. I get it. I do truly get it. It's kind of cool. Like you never really know. But 
it'd have been no been cooler. Closure. Would have been nice. Just some details. You don't have to give me much. Just like, my people are all dead. That's yeah, all I gotta just say. enough, yeah. Literally, leave it yeah. at that. They all died. How? I don't remember. Right. Well, that's a mystery upon a mystery. Okay. And then we're good. We'll tackle that in Waterworld 2. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna search tackle. for more dirt. We're gonna okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the treehouse. The whole thing happens in the treehouse. One thing you point out that we didn't mention here. He gets shot. Yeah. The Mariner it gets doesn't shot. Doesn't really sell it. <laughs> um, And then... Literally five minutes of screen time later, same day, actual time in the movie, um, we're going to show her the world under the water. After getting shot. He's a mutant. He's not fucking Wolverine. Maybe he is. He, no Wolverine. Maybe he bleeds differently. I mean, clearly he does. Yeah, clearly he does. Because it was like running down his back and then down the boat into the water. Yeah. He just doesn't sell it. He's just like, it's cool. Like, we also watched Cocaine Bear this last week, and that fucking bear spit the bullets out after it got shot. Alan and I finally watched that the other day. Yeah. Like, last week. Wow. Yeah, it's worth talking about in maybe a future episode of this podcast. Yeah, I saw it's on Peacock, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I'll probably watch it this weekend. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Buckle up for that one. It's, It's something. It's something. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was not what I expected. No, definitely way different than I thought too. But that bear fucking spits bullets out at people. Like at least you could have had the mariner like spit out a fucking bullet in the shape of a trident after it went through him or something. No, he just takes yeah. it and he goes about his yeah. day. Yeah. So they they swim down to the bottom. They come back up, and the smokers are there, and they wreck the ship, mm-hmm. burn it down kidnap Enola, and leave the Mariner and Helen to die. Which leads to fucking time, as we just talked about. Makes no sense. Were you guys hoping for nipple chomping like I was? No, it's not the 80s. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. Now, even in the the 2500s, do they nipple chew? Does she even have nipples? Well, we would never find out. We don't know. Maybe in the year 2500, people don't have nipples like that anymore. She has a a perfectly saline-balanced asshole. Did we see... Did we see any nipples in this movie? No. 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 Like, like at all. Not even, like, male nipples. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't remember even seeing any I don't think anybody any even nipples. had a... Sh- like, they're all wearing, like, net... Like, the... Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. The, war- the, the, the wardrobe, wardrobe is... Good. It's a bit much. Like, I mean, the every everything is rusted in this movie. Everything they wear is brown. I mean, I know it's been a few millennia since yeah, no, you know, no society collapsed or anything like that but you know at least she had some like fucking crayons and he got pissed off at her when oh, she was man. drawn all over the boat i mean I, i'd be a little salty about it too but not irrationally the way he was all right but also he's a piece of shit yeah that's true um so this movie goes so they they bone because that's what you do when tragedy happens Emotion uh, is emotion is high. You're gonna break out into song. You're gonna break out into sexual intercourse. You're gonna break out the condoms. Yeah. Um, do they have condoms? Oh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. What? What, are they, what, are they gonna... <laughs> what kind of a filtration device are they using for that? Nothing. Oh my god. There's just STDs everywhere. Shit. Never thought about that. No. She, she has the herp now. That's probably why she, he didn't bone. She has Indonesian fish herpes now. There's no way that his. There's no way that his <laughs> cash and prizes. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> let's give that a one look that up on the internet let that marinate oh. indonesian fish herpes that's uh, damn right the mariner was marinating um there's no way it doesn't smell like fish down there for him no way dude there's no one everybody's breath that smell like death yeah 
pure no, death. No, because yeah. he gargled with his own piss. Oh, I'm sorry. Salty death. Get it right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so that happens. Uh, they come to terms with, hey, they're going to die. Uh, so he goes down below to salvage whatever he can. And he finds a drawing of the tree, uh, which matches a picture of a National Geographic magazine that he has in a toolbox for some reason. That somehow stayed for uh, two thousand for 500 yeah, years? Yeah. No and, fucking uh, way. What and have? he's like, you know what? She really did see a tree. Let's go save this kid. So he trades basically the two women for two sheets of paper. Paper, paper. Paper, you ever see paper? I got paper, I got paper, paper. And he's got fucking Nat Geo's downstairs. Just oh, the whole out. magazine. A whole fucking magazine. <laughs> he's not like a whole magazine. He has like an entire library shelf of Nat Geo's down there. Like there was like, uh, uh, mm. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it all held up, even though it's all fucking wet. Oh, yeah. oh god damn, don't get me started on that. I'm looking like, this shit should have de- de- deteriorated yeah, by now. It exactly. should have fallen apart. Yeah. Like Kevin Costner did, basically having to get doused by buckets of water between takes. That'd be in a bad mood all the time, too. Oh, shit. Keep the man wet. Uh, so, Gregor shows up in the balloon. <laughs> Somehow, he's just been alive just all this fucking randomly. time. Gregor reminded me of the dude from The Mummy Returns. Like, the guy that... Um, they go to to fly in the blimp to kind of get to the just the dude magically shows up with a zeppelin you ever notice every time this fucker shows up it's super he, he just creeps up on you yeah the thing makes no noise you can't hear anything coming your way he's above them like it's not gonna cast a shadow on the no. fucking ocean i feel he was he i'm sure he was there for a while and like, saw some things. He watched some fucking He saw some things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he saw some things thanging for a while. I'm sure he was up there fapping. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, was too. Like, like he's like Kevin Costner is sitting there and he's like, why am I getting like so, so hitting him in the face? <laughs> he's like, why? What is going on here? And doesn't even look up to see Gregor just with his pants down around. <laughs> Gregor Gregoring everywhere with his belt around his neck, just sitting up there like this. That's Christ, David. <laughs> 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 what is it? Just David carrying himself? Yeah. I mean, just, a little bit. What? What? <clears throat> was it? Wait, we go back to the rope play here. <laughs> There's a lot of rope play in this movie. Don't sit there and think like they're not using it for other things. This is, uh... Of all the crazy shit I've said during this episode, that might be the one that's most logical from happening. I mean, I just don't imagine Gregor being the type of guy who self-asphyxiates. I wouldn't see. I didn't think Gregor was the kind of guy who could get build a fucking zeppelin, but he did. <laughs> he did. You're right. We all have our kinks. So, anyways, they get res- rescued by the kink balloon. Apparently. <laughs> Folks, hold on. This motherfucker, David. Dave, you should... I, look, it is... Not... I don't even know why that popped into your head. That <laughs> I don't either. He has... He's else. talking about the visualization. This is why we should record this. Like, the, like He's got like like an invisible fucking belt around his neck. And he's... Hey, he's he's like, pulling it. He's like, Jesus, <laughs> That's what fucked me up. The visual that he pantomimed the damn thing in front of us. I did. Uh. And I got that visual the rest of my life now, so thank you. you While go. saying he was fapping. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so they're, the they're, they're talking about uh, going to rescue Enola. Uh, the people who survived that first atoll or atoll or whatever the fuck you want to call it attack are all on this fucking balloon, which clearly doesn't look big enough for as many people no. that are on there. Um, but they're all like, oh, no, fuck, we ain't going. Like, we ain't going up against the smokers. So, 
he's like the mariner's like oh i'll fucking do it myself and then cut to the next scene and he's on a jet ski where the fuck did he get it nobody knows they were on another smaller atoll like they just started building another one out of what from what steel from hawaii nobody fucking made it out of there so this is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie or sequence rather if i have a favorite which i i i have to have one and it's not because it's good it's because it reminds me of something else (laughs) make me go well okay the scene where Enola is being held captive and she's talking about the Mariner and what he's, how badass he is. And you, there's shots of him, you know, strangling, splinter selling, Sam Fishering motherfuckers in the shadows. It was, it was, that whole scene was very well done because she's like narrating yeah. how much of yeah. a badass he is while there's a montage of him murdering people. Even though she has no basis for that. Oh, she like, knows nothing. She's no. never seen him kill people. Listen, three hours, just, three and a half hour version, man. Just, you never know who we missed. All she knows is that he's been trying to kill her, <laughs> so, and she—that means he's a cold-blooded there killer. He is. Uh, but the whole that whole, I remember, even as the first time I saw it, it reminded me, and it's still to this day, and it still gives you that same vibe. There's a—I couldn't even tell you now. I don't have that issue anymore. It's a comic book. Of course, everything comes back to fucking the X Men in my life. Um, and there's a. It had to have been Kitty Pride. She's being held captive by somebody. And she's literally talking about uh, Wolverine. He's coming to get her. And she's like, you guys don't know what you're in for. And they're like, ah, oh, he's not that tough. She goes, no, no. He's he's this and he's that. And he's a trained killer. And he's the best in the world of what he does. And all of a sudden there's like intercutting with him like getting through this facility to get to her. Because, you know, that's Wolverine has really strange relationships with young girls. Um <laughs> Listen, I know, I mean, Katie Pride Jubilee, it's weird, man. There's nothing nothing creepy about how you just made that sound, Jones. But... It's, it's true, though. Yeah. I mean, um, but that's what it reminded me of. And, and, I'm, and it still gave me that same vibe, like, this is this badass dude who's trying to save his surrogate little sister who will do anything in his power to do it. And I, I, I dig that. That's, like, the only sequence in the film that was well done generally. Everything else was shite. So, he rolls up on this fortress which is the exxon valdez ship yeah which is where the smokers take up residence there's a bunch of like random shots inside where they're like working on shit and it was very much for some reason as soon as i saw it i was like this is the fucking new order new world whatever bullshit from cobra where they're in Mm, with the axes i was like this is very similar except they're all dressed like fucking steampunk characters instead of in their business suits uh with sports jackets and ties and shit uh so he rolls up on the boat on his jet ski and there's a bunch of holes in the boat because it's old and rusted but conveniently exactly where he rolls up on the boat uh there's holes that are in the shape of a ladder (laughs) just straight up all the way up which is awfully convenient um so while this is going on uh, the deacon is giving his speech to his people, uh, trying to inspire them, to tell them that he has information on dry land. He's seen dry land with his one eye because the <laughs> mariner t- took his other eye. Which, hold on, I have a bone we to pick with that. We right over that. Because, uh. motherfucker, he, he he talks to him and when, they, when they take Enola. He's like, oh, you might remember me, yeah, like... Like, the Mariner 
knew when he had that guy shoot the boat and blow it up, that would somehow... He didn't know who the deacon was. No. He couldn't see him from a distance like that. And Dennis Hopper talks to him as if Kevin Costner took his eye. I, I had I had some... Um, I had some... <laughs> issues with just the stitch work that they were using around the eye patch because it kept changing throughout the movie. Like when you first see Dennis Hopper getting the like the 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 new eyeball put in, uh, because he loses his eye, um, you see that there's like a bunch of like stitches just sticking out, almost like cat whiskers. Yeah, which is really fucking. At the end of the movie, they're still there. I know, but like at the end of the movie, you like barely see them. Yeah, I don't think that they like went in. I just think they just said, you know, this is where we're gonna save on the budget because it was like eight months between the. Yeah, just put the eye patch on. (laughs) They forgot how it was gonna give a shit. This isn't like Nick Fury where we have to worry if the scar's still Uh, there. Speaking of not giving a shit, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I, I I had to pause it, rewind it, watch it back, pause it, rewind it again to make sure I wasn't losing my goddamn mind. The senior just talking about uh, Jeff about uh, Deacon having his little monologue with his and he's like yeah and he's like shooting the gun like napoleon hat yeah so at approximately one hour 47 minutes and 35 seconds there's a crowd shot after that monologue of a of like the the denizens of of the boat in the background and it ain't it is not that far away it's just fucking cardboard cutouts of people did not even see it (laughs) had you I swear to God. Listen, please do yourself and just watch that and go back to one hour, 47 minutes, 35 seconds. And I swear to God, right hand, whatever you believe in, there are people, 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 cardboard cutouts, person, 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 cardboard cutout. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait, what? And I rewound. I went, I paused and went, who who does that in a big budget film? They didn't have that. So CG wasn't there to the level where you could just. Cardboard, yeah. but the thing was though, it'd be one thing if like it was like live people, cardboard cutouts, and that's it, and then like the background. It yeah. was like live people, cardboard cutouts, and there was like a couple people inter like between the cardboard cutouts yeah. moving, hoping, <laughs> hoping I can't tell. They're like, they're like, all the people are dirty. They're all wearing various shades of brown and black and gray like maybe you won't notice the cardboard that that shot had to have been like the last shot they did what's what's also i think interesting about that is it's the only time in the movie until the very last like couple of scenes where they're on solid ground like this is the part of the movie where you could probably easy easily convince people from the state of hawaii to show up for a couple of days and do some wide shots and everything and call it a day but no no. I almost no. took a picture of Spone it, it in. to show you, but I'm like, there's no way they don't they don't see this. There's no way. I'll be damned. I'm telling you. It's real life. That is that is an amazing I've never seen that before. I'm gonna I've seen it before in a baseball movie. I wanna say it was like maybe one of the major leagues or something. There's there's a scene where you can kind of clearly tell they've got some some cardboard people in the stands interspliced with regular people to hope it's fill in the seats, right? Yeah. yeah. Um but there were a lot of problems in this movie with extras. A couple extras almost drowned. There are a lot of people that got sick. So maybe it was kind of, I mean, depending on when they shot this, it might have been difficult to try to get people, you know, to, to go ahead and do it. I don't know. So he's trying to inspire his people. He basically tells them uh, because they found her, they have the map to the dry land, which he's seen. Uh, so he sends them all below deck to start rowing this giant fucking oil tanker the with exxon just, valdez just, which just 
regular old oars. Yeah. Uh, and so the people make their way down while the mariner makes his way up and is just murdering people along the way. At one point, he kills someone with a jet ski, yeah. uh, which is uh, a unique kill shot, if you yeah. will. Um, he finally gets up there and they have uh, their first face-to-face talk. Uh, like this is, whole this whole sequence was very like Mel Gibson and Braveheart, you know, like that after the scene in Braveheart when Mel Gibson realized he was betrayed by Robert the Bruce, and then he goes on like a solo killing spree where he's like emerging from the shadows and killing people. That's how that's how the Mariner was in this. Yeah, you know, just emerging from the shadow shadows, killing people, and then going back into the shadows. Yes. So. When I was watching this scene, I immediately saw Dennis Hopper just playing the same character he was in Speed. Yeah. Because he's basically giving the same speech, same like the same monologue that he gave to Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's giving to fucking Kevin Costner. Uh, and the kid's like, see, I fucking told you he was going to come. And so he's, what does he call him? Uh, a turd that just won't flush. Yeah. Mm. Uh, freaking retard because they would have any idea what a toilet was in 20 in yeah. 2500 mm, good point it was just like the dialogue was so bad it was actively not good it was so and bad. it was delivered even worse you could yes. try to deliver a dialogue on like, purpose bad like they're two a-list actors it. yeah and i don't know if it was just shitty writing or what it was but it was, it was actively so poorly terrible. Executed. So bad. So, uh, well, one of the last things I really want to mention about the main story is how the Mariner blew up the <laughs> ship and killed lots of people. Pipe bomb. Like, how are flares still holding up 500 years? It's not nature? as many people as you think now that we know it was half cardboard. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of cardboard. That's only half true. as bad. <laughs> like, were there children on this boat? Like, what? I would assume. I, he, and he just said, I'm going to kill everybody. But then again, he was cool with killing that little girl. No problem in the big, you know, in the beginning of the movie, but yeah, yeah he's he gonna just, murder them all. Just to drops her. it down and says everybody's gonna die. Well, how about like when they were talking about cutting the tattoo off of Enola? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, the way that it's angled, like if we cut it out here, we can kind of stretch it out and get the full. I'm like, what are you getting the full of anything of anyway? Like, what what are you talking about? How are you gonna cut the tattoo off and then stretch it over something and see anything different than what you're currently seeing? People are stupid in 2500. God. You Apparently, know. all they had to do was figure out how to tell the difference between north and south. Yeah, no, no because they were all going south. No, no and then paper. They're like, oh, it's just upside down. And you don't have paper. You don't have no paper. You're you all about the paper. paper. Just turn it around. Paper, paper. Just turn it around. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, the pipe bomb, and then there's a whole uh, plane scene where the deacon attempts to escape with Enola on a plane, and uh, the mariner has a grappling hook. Bungee cord, something, yeah. and uh, is able to take the plane down. Were you guys as mad about the plane as I was? I like, the a, fact that I there's have... a working plane in the future really pissed me off. I mean, a, it didn't anger me, but it was fa- it was confusing. Are there still mechanics that know how to work on a plane, an entire fleet of jet skis? How do they have enough fuel? Where do they get batteries? How do they have so many fucking bullets? There's no manufacturing facilities. Yeah, well, did you see that there was that thing when they was using like the four Gatling gun kind of things that they kept picking the bolt casings and yeah. were putting them back in? 
Like it was just going to continue shooting. Yeah, that's not how science works. Movie magic, baby. In movie this magic. movie, it does. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and, and so the, the bottom line is the ending to this movie, like the 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 big boisterous explosion, the which doesn't make it was it like four was it three or four uh, of those jet skis that blew up three three. That is not the explosion that they would make. No, very small. Like, yo, they would basically just bump into each other and then just go. There'd be nose some fire. Down. There may be some smoke. Yeah, yeah. but there not, would not be a megaton explosion the yeah. way it was. And 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 they should not have survived that explosion because they were directly above it. Yeah, which doesn't make any yeah, sense. Fire goes up when it explodes. So, like, not in Waterworld. Nothing makes sense in Waterworld. Is there fire in Waterworld? There's a lot of fire. in Everything's wet. That was my that was my other thing about when they like set fire to his boat. I'm like, this is a metal fucking boat. How are you gonna burn it? It's like metal right. just doesn't usually catch on fire. There's Not no typically. F- there's there, and and there's water. Just do this. Just splash it. Just splash it. <laughs> Put the fire out. That's right. Um, that's right. Well, you idiot. Go, remember going back to the atoll when they were like invading the atoll. Like one of their defenses was we're gonna spray you with hoses. Yeah. Yeah. In Waterworld? Yeah. Fight water with water. Fight water As with... They fight say. bullets with water, baby. <laughs> uh, so they rescue Enola and the Mariner, and then they realize in those moments that they have to go Yeah, that they knew how to drive the map. All they had to do was turn around and go the other way. Dude, well, it's a big fucking planet. It's, like, how it, do we know we're very going to the right north? Yeah, yeah, they don't have a fucking compass. They yeah. don't. They don't know where. Gregor was at. able to figure it out somehow. He was talking about latitudes and longitudes, but it's not like they have a GPS hanging around anywhere. He said, "We go this way," so that's where they went. He he was right though. Well, you know, so, if I saw a guy fapping above me in a blimp while you know asphyxiating himself, I would probably follow him too. <laughs> guy looks like he knows what he's doing. I mean, he looks like something. Um, so this leads me to the end of the movie. Thank God, it's the end of the fucking movie. So close to the end. Oh my, we're almost there. Um, yes. But it's something, two, really two things, but the first thing I thought was really fascinating is, okay, I don't remember the same feeling the last time I'd seen the film, but it had been a long time, so maybe I felt the same way, but they find land, it's a green, it's beautiful, fresh water, mountains. Waterfalls. Waterfalls, god damn, it's, it's so nice. And it, cre- it invoked, evoked an emotion in me that I felt, like, I was so glad to see it. Yeah. Like, because you spent the entire, like, the last two hours and, you know, I think it's 11 you minutes. It over after that. <laughs> well, you spent the last two hours and 11 minutes just brown, water, ocean, dirty, no green. Aside, yeah, no aside green. from the crayons, it, it's the first pop of color there is. In the so, it, like, thing. just seeing that freshness, seeing the water, it just, it, it made, it, like, I felt like this, this sense of, like, almost joy for them. To did have you, that experience. Did you guys try to think about where they were when you saw yeah. that? Yeah. I assumed it was Jurassic Park. I did too. That was my first thought. <laughs> it's just a simple <laughs> And Jurassic then, like, Park. there's a part of me that's like, wait, is it Canada? Wait, no, it might be Jurassic Park. Or maybe they just shot both. You know, they found land, but unfortunately, no one taught them what mushrooms or berries to not eat. So they're all going to die. They are. Maybe that's that. what happened to her parents. That, that's why there was never a sequel. Because they're all dead. Mm. The only one who lived is. The mariner because he leaves <laughs> he's like yeah. i ain't messing with these mushrooms now you can nope. eat them all you want but so they don't really have they have a map but they don't really have coordinates how in they how in the fuck 
did they end up in the exact spot where the hut was <laughs> where she was from. Yeah. Movie magic, baby. Uh, so apparently the land was the tip of Mount Everest. Right. Uh, because it was the only thing tall enough to still be above water yeah. when the sea level rose or whatever, when the ice caps melted. But still, it makes zero sense. It's all way too convenient. Oh, the whole this whole movie is not about convenient moments. Well, so also, the kid has zero reaction when she sees her dead parents. Well, I mean, I mean, they're they're skeletons. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I wouldn't react to that she's either. Like, so she walks in the room, and there's. Listen, if I'm eight years old and I walk into a room and there's two fucking skeletons <laughs> laying there, the first thing I'm gonna do is not go to a fucking music box and blow the dust off. Like, how did? How do you even remember that that's what that was? She remembered everything. She remembered the, the horses. She's remembered, yeah. you know, like, the, clearly there's something wrong with this kid. Or, or, she's not a kid. And she's, like, just stunted and she's actually 32. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so then when he was trying to have sex with her, like, as a part of the, the trade-off, it wasn't really creepy. It was just, uh, It was know, still creepy. <laughs> he just, just kind of knew. He's like, I you know, know I can, he, did, he didn't know. I can okay. tell by your crow's feet that you're not, that you're not eight. Your crow's feet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had web feet oh, like you instead feet. of my crow's feet. That's oh, too much. God. Um, yeah, but this movie was a was an experience, and and then then you know you got the mariner who apparently it was like watching a wild animal trying to be uh, tamed a little bit, trying yeah. to be domesticated. He could not handle this. It was shit. overwhelming, like. Even for as subtle as it was, it was so overwhelming for him that he's like, fuck this, I'm going back in the water. Like, that was he's, the best acting he did the whole movie. Yeah. He's got gills and flippers. He doesn't belong up there. No. That was the only thing in the movie to me that actually made sense. No, it's he's like, this like, motherfucker's not sticking around. No, he's sea man, and now yeah. he's on land. Yeah. He's now land man. Yeah. He's moss man. Yeah, yeah. nobody need. You heard me. I did. Fuck. Mm. He man stand up, baby. Yeah. Referencing. Referencing fucking boss man. Just why, yanked that from my I, memory. That's why I stopped. When Jones yanked it from his memory, he kind of did the same thing I did when I was choking myself with a belt. That's not what I did. Yeah, it was a so, similar gesture. Yeah, so that's the end of Waterworld. That uh, is the end of Waterworld. Yeah, uh, uh, that's how the movie ends. He has plants on a boat somehow. Yeah. He's really, really interested in keeping plants on the boat just, with him. He, he likes to eat his lines. Yeah. And tomatoes. Tomatoes. And then he, he heads back out on a new boat. Since the other boat that was got conveniently there on the yeah. island, well, it was Anola's dead parents' boat. Yeah, there were several huts though, so there were maybe there were other people there, or they all just ritualistic, ritualistically murdered themselves. I yeah. look at it, it was the Lost know. Island of Roanoke, and they're all just abducted by aliens. There you go. Okay, I'll yeah. go with that. Uh, so when when the movie came out, it had mixed reviews. Uh, it didn't do great in the U.S. It did great overseas, maybe because all the issues with production and going over budget and the hurricane and everything else that they encountered. There's a lot of uh, bad press yeah, going on with ton, this movie yeah, as well it, during it, production yeah, of it. Yeah, it turned people away. Uh, the, the set that they built, though, the water set is what they used for Titanic uh, after this movie. Yeah. Um, so they at least got some <laughs> repurposing out of that. Uh, Waterworld 2 never happened. Uh, there were, uh, toys and video games, you know, uh, from a video game standpoint. So it came out on the SNES and the Game Boy and fun fact, virtual, uh, it was on the Nintendo virtual boy. That's right. Really? One of virtual the 22 boy. games. That's it right. was the only one based on a movie or a right. license. The only one based on uh, a movie. 
I did not know that until no, I was doing research. Did not know that. Uh, but I can imagine it's just it could, fucking atrocious. It could not have been good. <laughs> no. no, I no. don't remember toys <clears throat> for it. I, I feel like everything got a toy line. Honestly, just about everything got it all toy yeah. line. Yeah, they they probably just took like the Robin Hood uh, figure of Kevin Costner <laughs> and just like changed his costume. Just changed the costume. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Mariner, yeah. Uh, but what a shitty movie. It's just okay. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it is a shitty movie. But I, I I just maintain that there is this really interesting character driven movie in the story in there. Like the scenes with it. This is all subjective. Like the scenes with the Mariner being the Mariner. Like if you just stripped a lot of the action out and just made the movie about this journey and, and him and these girls and he's not quite as abusive and you get to explore him and his backstory and them trying to find dry land. There's some interesting... I maintain this would have been a better book. Honestly, yeah, it would have been a better it, book. It was... Uh, it's an original screenplay, so it wasn't based on anything. Uh, maybe, just maybe... We'll get that character development. Jesus, we're going to get a remake at some Because point. in July of 2021, just a year and a half ago, what? it was no. announced that a TV show is in development based on Waterworld. Said nobody ever. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> God damn. You know what? Streaming, you know what? Maybe it'll be based on the Mariner. I hope. Probably won't. I hope every single one of you that decided to get rid of cable for netflix is proud of yourselves because it's your fucking fault that we're gonna get a water world yeah i don't like paying 268 dollars for my cable bill i understand that so i won't the fact that we have like 35 streaming services and they're all in a desperate money grab for content that anybody might be familiar with right because we're also in a world of of hollywood and and storytelling where people are afraid to tell original stories that we're gonna go with any piece of shit we can find that has any name recognition whatsoever, and we're going to produce something, and maybe you're going to watch it, maybe you won't, but you'll at least hear about it for a little while. And that's what we're going to get with the Waterworld TV show. The best thing to come out of Waterworld was the fucking stunt show. Which is still running. Which is still running. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's in four different Universal theme parks. Yeah, four or five. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Only, yeah. One, only one in the U.S., the one in Hollywood, not the one in Florida. Yeah. Uh, it's still actively running. Uh, which is wild that there's still interest in that, um, considering how bad the movie was. And it, it, it was weird for me. I think I've seen this movie maybe three times, including this watch through. Uh, when I sat down to watch it in preparation for the show, I remember how bad it was. And as I was watching it, I was like, you know, obviously there's some parts that are just, you just ask yourself why. But I was like, it's it's more watchable than I remember it being, and then I got about thirty minutes in, and I was like, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, ending thoughts, closing thoughts on the Water World. Uh, very impressed with the dedication to uh, practical special effects. Um, you know, when they blew up the oil tanker, they blew some shit up. There is some real mm-hmm. fireballs coming out of whatever they built for that. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of the. The stunt stuff they did with the jet skis and the boats and everything else, uh, just going on the catamaran and, and everything else like that. That stuff Somehow is it was really well done. Really well done. Uh, obviously, um, it was very like Mike Bay ish, um, and maybe it's Waterworld's fault that we got Mike Bay. No, 
I don't. I I I I still hold Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, yeah, it's all him for for Mike for Michael Bay. Um, but um, practical effects again. Again, there's some nice cinematography that they that they do here uh, in this movie. Um, but that's it. You know, I think the parts of the movie that work are when you absolutely don't need any context of story or acting or dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the visuals are fairly drab but still effective considering yeah. it's a fucking water world. Yeah. Not to you mention know, it's what you would envision it to be if that's what it was. Yeah, not to mention that like they filmed this in Hawaii. Yeah. And Everything they had to do filming this, they you only point the camera in so many directions because there's land. There's in islands behind you, yeah. So a lot of times they had to like pull the sets out like into the middle of the ocean to be able to kind of do this, and they can only shoot even at that point. You only have 270 degrees that you could kind of shoot. So, um, you know, credit to them for at least those elements of the dedication to trying to make this work. You know, because I think like I think. I think they said that the the shooting schedule of this over like more than doubled for filming this movie because again they didn't realize they, they they didn't when they picked hawaii they didn't exactly do any weather reports to realize that at like come four or five o'clock that the winds were like 40 miles an hour and the waves were like 20 feet and they just had to stop filming so um you know credit to these their dedication of trying to create the illusion that this might have been a good movie somewhere once sometime hmm. what would it be like if it was made today instead of then because obviously you would shoot the whole thing with cgi oh, the whole damn in a thing. sound state like it, in a, a pool sound stage yeah it'd all be a tank in atlanta with yeah. green screen around it so be cheaper it would and then the boats in it nothing would really have to move chris would... pine would be in it he'd be the mariner oh, yeah man. The, yep. I love the biggest takeaway for me is like you know there were some <clears throat> redeeming qualities of the movie that we just talked about but for the most part there wasn't that many redeeming <laughs> qualities. No. And the fact that the people who were in it, the people that made it, Kevin Costner, Dennis Hopper, etc., cetera, uh, just went on to their next film and just kept getting work. Like, just another bump in the road, you know? It, yes, it got bad press, but still made money, so we just keep on keeping on. Yeah. And it's just it's just wild when you think about it. If you look at uh, Hopper's uh, Dennis Hopper's filmography, it's it ain't great. There's a lot of gems, but there's a lot of shit ass movies that yep. you've never heard of or ever seen. You will never watch. I think I think the longer you're in Hollywood, I think that's always going to be the case because you know you got to get work. I mean, I, you know, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, for some, yes, yes, but I mean, like I know I could cherry pick anybody. And say what about this one? But I mean, there's quite a few who've had pretty. They're very selective, about what they pick. Yep. You know, you got your DiCaprio's, and he doesn't really put out bad work. Yeah. Um. Next movie for Kevin Costner was Tin Cup. It's a golf movie. That movie. Um. I enjoyed that movie. Was that with Rene Russo? It is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'm not even gonna touch that one no, at this don't. point. Uh. And then Dennis Hopper. He went on from Waterworld to. He's got a lot of movies in there. Holy shit! That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. done a lot he, of films you've never heard of. He, he had some debt, apparently. A lot of uh, he went to a movie called Carried Away, and also Biscate, 
and the last days of Frankie the Fly, and Space Truckers, and Samson and fuck, all these were ninety six. Wow, <laughs> he was and busy. Samson man. and Delia. Delilah. Oh, okay. If any of you have seen any of those movies, please go ahead and post it to our social media. <laughs> I was and just say, tell don't us talk which about one it. it is. So yeah, yeah, we never heard of any of those. Yeah. But that, folks, I think we can put a bow on Waterworld, and you know, thankfully, collectively at this table, I don't think we ever have to watch it again. Ever again. Um, I at least take some joy in knowing that you guys have watched this several times in your life. Yeah, and I'm, for I'm me, it's only one. I'm jealous of you, actually, because you got to experience it for the first time. Yeah. Which is always in and of itself a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but that you only had to experience it one time. Yeah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> first, last, and only. Yeah. Because uh, we don't get those extra four and a half hours back I am, from watching I, it the other two times. I am not going to watch this like I do Winter Soldier. Let's put it that way. Thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. yeah. So audience, listeners at home, feel free to watch Waterworld if you like. Uh, we would suggest you don't. It's at your own peril. Yeah. Yeah. If you do, then fuck you. That's on you. That's right. <laughs> don't blame us for that shit. <laughs> we told you not to do it. Yet yeah, here we are. Uh, but we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, next week is our next video game episode. Uh, as we figure out what that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, we got to figure that out. We yep. will, uh, we'll let you know. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. We uh, appreciate you guys tuning in uh, last week, this week, next week, and every week thereafter. So we'll see you then. Whoosh. Water sounds. Whoosh. Water. Nothing.